0: I want to talk to you about why growing up and playing basketball in the hood in the periphery, the outskirts of the hood, probably was the best thing for my basketball game. I spent over a decade learning how to become a college basketball student athlete, and because of that, I saved my family one hundred and sixty thousand dollars in student loan debt. Now, the real question is, can I help you do the same thing? This podcast is here to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I give you the basketball secrets that help me earn a free ride and live a full life after the ball finished bouncing. My name is Myson Jones, and welcome to the Playmaker Podcast. Growing up I played basketball very often at Red Street Park. It was about not even a mile up the block and I would have to race home before the streetlights came on because that was my curfew rule up until a certain age and I would go down there and love playing whenever I got the chance to play. And the thing about playing at Red Street Park was there, was a, there were a lot of people. It was competitive, it was intense you rarely got a foul call, and that's all that I knew. I, I, I was competitive. I played church league basketball, and it was the antithesis of playing basketball in the hood or the other periphery, the outskirts of the hood, and I'm going to make an argument that I believe every kid that plays basketball that wants to play at a serious level, that even speaks it, even if they don't know the amount of work that it takes to go play college basketball or play varsity basketball, that kid should experience going to play in some type. of of environment that one for me was a hood but some type of environment where there are pressures there are no foul calls there are things that you are not going to experience or hear on a basketball court so when you do hear it or experience it when the stakes are a little bit higher it's not uncommon to you it's not foreign to you so for me playing at red street park it meant getting roughed up it meant coming back with some scrapes it meant uh uh, getting trash talked to me it meant getting the ball stolen from me it meant a lot of failures and it meant a lot of aggravation from me on me and on other people but what it did was was create somebody who was tough who was used to that environment and that's the only way that i knew how to play after a while and the the game i don't say it's don't want to say it's getting softer they're, it's getting safer I can say that much but referees are going to mold their calls usually they're going to mold their calls to a certain team so if an entire team is playing aggressively they're playing rough they have to match to that style of the play they're not going to blow the whistle they're rarely want to blow the whistle a thousand times stopping the game starting the game because referees usually they want to get out of the gym too, depending on the circumstances. If it's AAU, high school, whatever the case may be. So referees often adjust to the the physicality and the intensity of the most intense, the more aggressive team. And if your kid's not used to playing in that kind of environment, at that kind of speed, with that kind of trash talk, physicality and toughness, it's going to be a long game on the court or on the bench. So you need to to create, simulate that same intensity That I got when I played at Red Street Park. I'm not sure what your Red Street Park is or will be. But every kid should go out to the court. And every kid should should feel what it feels like to not be quick enough. Not be fast enough. To understand like, oh my gosh, this guy is my age. But he's so much stronger, faster, and and just as competitive as me. And this is not for a confidence uh, crusher. But this is for a reality check so they're more accountable when they actually train. Now, I tell some guys that are mature enough to, to understand this without taking it too far, I tell them every single rep matters, and I want you to think about that elite defender that you hate guarding you when you're making these reps. If it's not good enough for him or her, then the rep was not good enough at all, and that is forces accountability whenever these 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 my student athletes start to train so that's what i'm encouraging you to do i actually had a parent um say She's done it, and it's worked for her son. Her son is going out to <laughs> the hood, in Alabama is going out to some rough places around our local area here in South Carolina, and he's getting tougher. He's getting a little more swagger about himself. He's getting more aggressiveness when he's going to the basket. We can still do some, get some more work in, but the, I can see that process happening because he's putting himself, and she is putting him in rougher environments and is working for his game. So uh, do that. Take your kid to to some sort of red street, to the hood, to the periphery, to the hood, uh, whatever it is, put them in an environment where they can either, you know, have their pipe burst or they can turn into that diamond that you see that hasn't revealed itself yet on the court during game time. So that's it. If you like this episode, please tell a friend and catch us on the next one. Hey, thank you for listening. This podcast is free and you get what you pay for. All jokes aside, if this is valuable enough for payment, please remember to rate and subscribe. And if you have a question you want answered live on the show, go to anchor.fm backslash playmakers and ask your question now.